This week, our nation celebrates Thanksgiving. In addition to getting ready for the big dinner or to have company over, you also need to be ready to tell people what you're thankful for, right? Whether that's something formal where you go around the table or a casual conversation with friends or even something you just share on social media, I'm guessing at some point you're going to have an opportunity to tell someone something you're thankful for. This week, I want to talk about some things that probably don't always make the list. In fact, maybe things that you've never even thought to say thank you for. And today I want to talk about giving thanks for when God says no. You've probably had that happen to you at some point, right? Maybe you're praying that God would help you land that dream job, that a loved one would recover from an illness, that strife within the family would be healed, and yet as much as you pray and pray and pray, God says no. So why would you say thank you for that? Well, in his letter to the Ephesians, Paul says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. So when God says no, we can be confident that it's because he's saying yes to something even better. In fact, it might even be something so great that we never even thought to ask for it. If you're looking for a case in point, look no further than Jesus. You see, far more than you and I need good health, good jobs, and good relationships, you and I need our broken relationship with God to be fixed. And left to ourselves, the only things that we would ever think to ask for from God would be things that would help us fix it ourselves. God, could you send down a set of instructions to show me what to do step by step? God, could you give me a role model to pattern my life after? God, could you give me an inspiring pep talk to really fire me up? If that's what we're looking for from God, God's answer would be no. Instead of a role model, God sent a substitute, a savior. Instead of a set of instructions, God sent his son. And that son, our savior Jesus, is living, breathing proof that when God says no, it's because he's saying yes to something even better. Living, breathing proof that when God says no, we can say thanks. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that when we come to you with our requests in prayer, you often lovingly say no. Give us the patience to wait for whatever, even better yes, you have planned. In Jesus' name, amen. Has God ever left you wondering why? God, why did you take away my loved ones so soon? God, why can't I seem to catch a break? Why are there hurricanes that cause such massive destruction? Why mass shootings that leave dozens dead and hundreds mourning? Why, God? Do you know what God often says in response to those questions? Nothing. He just doesn't give us an answer. As we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, we're talking about some things that maybe you've never thought to give thanks for. And today I want to talk about giving thanks for when God doesn't say why. Why would we give thanks for that? Let me illustrate it this way. This past fall, I helped coach my son's fifth grade football team. As you can imagine, the plays that we ran with that team weren't very complicated. In fact, the coaches got to be right there in the offensive huddle to be able to say, you stand here, you run over there. 
Now imagine if those same fifth graders got to listen in on the huddle of their favorite NFL team and heard a quarterback call a play like green right, strong slot, spider two, Y banana, on two, ready break. I think it goes without saying that those fifth graders wouldn't understand the play. But even more than that, what do you think their reaction would be? Do you think they'd be bothered by the fact that it, it far surpassed their understanding of football? Or do you think their reaction would be a little bit different? At the risk of insulting your intelligence, the gap between a fifth grader's understanding of football and an NFL quarterback's is actually microscopic compared to the difference between God's understanding and ours. The Bible tells us that God's thoughts are above ours as far as the heavens are above the earth. And if that's the case, then even more important than having an answer to each one of our questions is knowing who has those answers. God has certainly proven himself worthy of our trust. I mean, think about it. If you were to draw up the play for Operation Rescue Mankind, would that play include a savior who was born in poverty and anonymity? Would it include a nomadic life followed by a small group of disciples tagging along? Would it include being betrayed by his own people and enduring a criminal's execution? That's the play the Father called. That's the play Jesus ran. If we didn't know how it all turned out, it would no doubt leave us scratching our heads and wondering why. And yet, because we know how it did turn out, we can respond to all of our unanswered questions exactly the way that Paul does in his letter to the Romans. He says, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Even more important than having an answer to all of our questions is knowing the one who has the answers. And so even when God doesn't say why, we can say thanks. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that your ways are so wise that they often leave us wondering why. Give us confidence and contentment with our unanswered questions, knowing that those answers lie securely with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you could just snap your fingers and instantly have the ability never to commit one specific sin for the rest of your life, what would it be? If you're anything like me, I'm guessing there's a specific sin that immediately comes to mind because if you're anything like me, there's probably one or more sins that you really struggle with. Sins that you are well aware of, Sins that you have tried so hard to beat, but sins that you keep committing over and over again. I'm guessing the last thing that you would ever do is give thanks for that sin. And yet, as we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, we're talking about things that you've never thought to give thanks for. And today, we're talking about giving thanks for ongoing struggles with sin. Why would we give thanks for that? Well, just to be clear, ideally, of course, we would never sin. Every single sin upsets our God. Many of our sins harm other people. And so, yes, anger is bad. Gossip is toxic. Drunkenness is destructive. All of that is true. But do you know what's worse? Pride. Self-righteousness. Living under the delusion that we can clean up our lives to the point that God would look at us and on the basis of our own behavior be completely and perfectly pleased. 
God's big goal for us during our time on earth is not to give us the ability to just rid our lives of sin. Rather, it's that we completely and constantly cling to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that God accomplishes that in our lives is through our ongoing struggle with sin. In fact, God has quite a track record with this. You read through the pages of the Bible and it's the murderers, the adulterers, the drunkards, the thieves, the cowards. These are the people that God chooses for hugely important roles in his saving purposes. In fact, there's maybe no better example than Paul, arguably the greatest missionary that the world has ever seen. In his letter to the Corinthians, Paul talks about a thorn in his flesh, something that afflicted him that just would not go away. Over and over again, he prayed that God would remove it, and yet God simply responded by saying this, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That thorn in Paul's flesh was a constant reminder of his own weakness, but it constantly magnified God's grace and God's power. One day we'll know what it's like to live without any sin. In the meantime, God wants nothing more than for us to completely trust the one who already has. And so even when we struggle with sin, we can say thanks. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you use all things for our good, even our ongoing struggles with sin. Until our dying day, keep us in humble faith, boasting only in your grace and in the work of our Savior Jesus. In his name, amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. If you're anything like me, one of the things on your agenda today is to try and be as comfortable as possible. After the dinner is done and the table is cleared, you're going to go look for your comfy pants and sit on your comfy chair, put your feet up, kick back, relax, watch some TV. Of course, being comfortable isn't just our goal for Thanksgiving. We work pretty hard to be comfortable each and every day. And yet, I'm guessing that in spite of your best efforts, you don't always succeed. Are you struggling with an illness? Are you recovering from an injury? Are you daily reminded that you're not as young as you used to be? If so, do you remember to give thanks? All week long, we've been talking about things that you've maybe never thought to give thanks for. And today, I want to talk about giving thanks for pain. Why in the world would we give thanks for pain? Well, one of the most well-known stories in the Bible about giving thanks, a story that's read in many churches on Thanksgiving, is a story about 10 men who suffered from a disease called leprosy. One day, all 10 of them saw Jesus walking by. All 10 of them called out to him for mercy. All 10 of them were healed by Jesus. Just one of them bothered to stop and give thanks. What was that one man thankful for? Well, within the last century, a doctor by the name of Paul Brand discovered that the real essence of this disease known as leprosy is that it destroyed the sensory nerves in your skin. So leprosy made you numb. And so in addition to thanking Jesus for giving him his health and really giving him his life back, you could say that the man was thanking Jesus for enabling him to once again feel pain. It's not hard to imagine why it's important for us to feel pain. Without pain, you would pick up that burning hot pan on the stove today and rather than instantly pulling back, you would just hang on. 
Pain has spiritual benefits too. Pain keeps us from thinking that where we are right now is the place we want to stay. Pain reminds us that we're not home yet. Pain constantly drives us back to the one who bore unspeakable pain for us and promises us, promises to deliver us from all pain for all eternity. The Bible describes the spiritual blessings of pain this way. We glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. Pain was never God's intent for his creatures, and yet God can and does use pain for his ultimate purpose for us, his purpose of bringing us home to him in heaven. And so even when we feel pain, we can say thanks. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that the pain we experience in this life causes us to long for the pleasure of the life to come. Give us perseverance and fill us with hope as we wait for the paradise you have prepared. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today is the day that we Americans have dubbed Black Friday. Depending on what time zone you're in, some of you may be watching this video while standing in a checkout line. Some of you might have your shopping already done and be back at home in your pajamas already. Whether or not you do any shopping on Black Friday, this is a time of year when we often buy and give and get things that we don't really need. Non-essentials, luxuries, you might say. And that's not in any way a criticism. It's simply acknowledging the fact that I don't think anybody's up at the crack of dawn today because they found some killer deal on bread or milk or toilet paper. It's good for us to give thanks for those luxuries. It's good for us to give thanks for the television or the power tool that we don't really need. But if you're standing in line checking out today, don't just give thanks for what's in the shopping cart, remember to give thanks for what isn't. All week long, we've been talking about things that you've maybe never thought to give thanks for. And on one of the busiest shopping days of the year, I wanna talk about giving thanks for what you can't afford. Why would we give thanks for that? Well, right at the end of the book of Proverbs, there's this prayer. It says, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. There are serious spiritual temptations that come both with having too much and with having too little. If we have too much, we're tempted to become arrogant. We're tempted to think that we don't need God. We're tempted to become so enamored with the little paradise that we have prepared for ourselves here that we lose focus on the paradise God has prepared for us up there. Thankfully, God knows exactly how best to bless us. God knows exactly how much is too much. God knows exactly how much to give us so that we keep Christ as our true treasure. Christ, who though he was rich, yet for our sakes became poor, so that we through his poverty might become rich. Anytime we pray that prayer, give us today our daily bread, we're not just asking that God would give us enough, we're actually also asking that God wouldn't give us too much. 
And so even when we look at something that we really want but just can't afford, we can say thanks. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you give us our daily bread. Fill us with hearts that are content, knowing that you know how best to bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, what's up, everyone? Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Uh, We certainly would love this message to reach more and more people. So if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, it would bring it to more people's eyes and we pray this message into more people's hearts. Thanks for your support and we'll talk to you soon.